A guy named Daniel, he lives in Canada and he owns his own cleaning company. And back in 2015, he was looking for a unique way to advertise his business. And there was gonna be a local community parade and he thought that would be a really, really excellent place to advertise his business because a lot of places advertise. But he didn't wanna do the normal thing of setting up a table or handing out giveaways or, or different things like that. Instead, he decided to go in a very different direction. Instead of uh, any of those normal things, he decided to fly over the parade in a lawn chair. Like if you've ever seen the movie Up, where uh, an elderly man attaches balloons to his house and <laughs> floats away, I mean, that's fiction. But Daniel actually did that in reality, not to a house, but to a lawn chair. He tied 100 helium balloons to a lawn chair. He sat in it and it lifted him above the parade as a banner advertising his business flew, flew behind him and he got airborne. He went about 14,000 feet in the air. At one point, a 747 jet flew underneath him. <laughs> um, he realized once he got in the air, he didn't know how to steer. He hadn't thought that far through, and so he never actually got to the parade. And after about an hour of floating in the air, after he was about six miles away from the parade, he started getting kind of scared because the wind started blowing him around and he felt very, very unsafe. So once he got a little bit closer to the ground, he unbuckled himself from the lawn chair and fell down to the ground. Um, I believe he rolled his ankle or broke his ankle. He got hurt in some kind of way, and then he was arrested. <laughs> and, uh, and Daniel who eventually got a nickname. The, uh, the news people started calling him the Balloonatic. Uh, Daniel eventually had his day in court for apparently not, um, not getting permission to fly a lawn chair over, over a parade. And, uh, and in court, the judge handed him a $20,000 fine. And, um, and it was after he got the $20,000 fine that Daniel said in front of the court that he would do it all over again, that it was entirely worth it, that it was the greatest experience of his life. So in other words, a great life, according to Daniel, is one in which he gets to fly over everybody in a balloon-powered lawn chair. <laughs> What's your definition of a great life? I want you to think about it this way. Imagine that you and Jesus are walking along, just the two of you. And at one point he stops and he looks at you and he says, How you doing? How you doing? And you respond by saying, Jesus, I think it would be really great if, but I want you to finish that sentence. What would you say if you knew that Jesus was going to do anything for you? What would you ask him to do? That's basically what we're going to be looking at this week as we look at an incident with two of Jesus' disciples, James and John, when Jesus really, he asks them that question. He asked them the question, what do you want me to do for you? And they were really happy to hear that question, I think for the same reason you and I would be. Because we sometimes wonder if we're going to be okay. I don't know what was on their minds that day when Jesus talked to them, but maybe you wonder if your marriage is going to make it. Maybe if you wonder if your kids are going to keep their faith. Maybe you wonder if the cancer is going to go away. Maybe you wonder if your life is making any kind of real difference or if anyone's going to miss you when you're gone. Those aren't always easy questions to answer. Which is why it's such a great thing that Jesus offered to his disciples the opportunity to find not just good answers to what might make a good life, but the promise of what makes a life great. And in this discussion with them, and in the section that we're going to be reading from, yeah, he really does exactly that. He showed them not only that they didn't really have any kind of idea of what makes for a great life, but he also showed them that a great life 
one that makes the best kind of difference, the greatest kind of difference in this world, it's really not out of reach for anyone. So here's the section where uh, we're going to be looking at this week. Kind of a longer section, but it goes like this. It says, Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him, to Jesus. Teacher, they said, We want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. They replied, Let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard this, so the other ten disciples, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them, but not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And really, whatever your definition of greatness is, Jesus has already given you his, and that is to serve, to serve you. Which means that your life is already considered pretty great to him. And we'll be looking at how that applies to our everyday lives as we go through this week. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey everyone, Pastor Mike here with Time of Grace. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. And we'd love for this podcast to be a blessing to you in the days to come. So if you could share this podcast, subscribe so that every episode ends up in your feed, or just leave us a review, we would love more and more people to hear this message so that their lives can be surrounded and blessed by the grace of God. Thanks again and have a wonderful day.